The British Touring Car Championships comes to Knockhill this weekend. I'm joined by double champion John Cleland. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon, David. Right, uh, the championship so far has been very close and exciting. There are four drivers in the front running. You were saying there's going to be five. Well, there could be five. There's four at the moment that could uh, numerically win this championship. Uh, Jason Plato leads it with 171 points. Tom Onslow Cole in the Ford. Uh, he, His teammate, Tom Chilton, whose father owns the team, is trailing in fifth place. But at the last Last round at Silverson, uh, Chilton's father made the call on the radio, gave the inevitable team orders to let his son win two races. Um, it brought him a bit into contention. So I think if uh, Father Chilton, who has millions and millions of pounds and calls the shots effectively, could be uh, uh, influencing this whole championship outcome. Now, I personally don't believe in team orders, but hey-ho, it happens. Well, we've had that before in the, the Grand... In, in Formula One, that's right, Formula it happens. One, and nobody likes that. it there, but and they, they do it under the spotlight of television. And unfortunately, this could uh, it could happen again this weekend. How many races are left? Well, there's three events, there's three venues. There's this one at Knock Hill this weekend, then there's Donington Park down in Derby on the 19th of September. Then there's the final round at Brands Hatch down in Kent on the 10th of October. But at each of these events, there are three races. So technically, there's nine races still to go. So it's still going to be a very, very tight championship. Any one of these five drivers could win it. How does the point system, whether they get 10 points for a first? Or you know what, I, I, was, I was hoping you weren't going to ask me that. <laughs> I've been out of British Touring Cars for such a long time now. I'm actually not really sure, but I'll find out if you, Davey, and let you know. <laughs> but I know that there's enough points that, uh, for instance, Gordon Shedden, who's Scott's lad, drives for the Honda team, he's fourth at the moment, and he's only sort of 30-odd points behind Jason Plato, the, the, the championship leader. So... A couple of good races at Knock Hill this weekend. Gordon Shedden could be back in the show as well. And Knock Hill, of course, one of the most dramatic uh, circuits on uh, the circuit. Obviously. Very spectacular place. It's been on the calendar since uh, 1992. I first raced in 92. I think I won one of the two races that day. It's a fabulous track. It's very undulating. It's, uh, there's, there's fantastic close racing there. They clamber all over the curbs. It's just an exciting place. And if it rains this weekend, it'll be even harder for the guys. Well, the cars look normal road cars. Is there any difference at all? Is they all two litre? They're all two litre. There's a standard set of regulations and next year the regulations will change again. They're going to have a, a, a touring car of tomorrow specification, which means that manufacturers that aren't involved at the moment could conceivably come in using a, a standard block engine uh, but with a different body on it effectively. So it, it would effectively be a one-make series under the skin but on top of that you could have a, a Lada body shell, a Skoda body shell, a Vauxhall, a Volvo, a Ford, whatever. They could all be in there. So the regulations are very tightly controlled. They all weigh a certain the same amount. Uh, unfortunately, the two Fords this year are gas-powered cars, and they've proved to be very fast because they're turbos, and it's very difficult to control the amount of boost that these cars have. And they've done everything they can to try and equalise them out against the normally aspirated cars, in other words, the cars without turbos. But um, still at the moment, the Fords have got that advantage 
and the gas runs uh, a much more powerful engine and it's very clean as well so they're making a great thing out of this environmentally friendly gas car right and and Dunlop they have to use Dunlop tires which There's is a quite strange is it not? well no it's, it's good to have one uh, manufacturer of tires in the championship because when, when I was doing it um, we had three we had Dunlop we had Michelin and we had Yokohama and each of those tires had a strength and a weakness at certain points which was really good but then you had certain teams that were favoured. Michelin, for instance, would maybe have given the Renault teams um, the newest, stickiest tyre, and they would let them have them, where the other guys that were in Michelin tyres only had the stock tyre. So it's actually quite good. It's levelled the championship, and there is a constraint on the number of tyres they use now, so they can't just keep throwing tyres at it. I mean, back when I was racing British Touring Cars, we would go to test at Knock Hill on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'd qualify Saturday. We'd race Sunday. We would use hundreds and hundreds of tyres. We'd just throw new tyres at it every every so often. In fact, the, the last hour of testing was always happy hour because we would throw brand new sticky tyres at it every sort of 20 minutes. And it was fantastic. It was great fun as a driver. You always had new tyres. Yes. Well, with the state of the economy at the moment, how difficult is it for the independents to take part? Well, I think the economy's sort of taken a lot of the manufacturers out of it because it was, at one stage, we had 10 of the major manufacturers involved in this championship now we really only have a couple Chevrolet, uh, well we have three really Chevrolet, Honda and Ford the privateers are in there with BMWs and various other cars uh, it's very difficult the budgets back in, in the sort of mid 90s were upwards of £6 million for a two car team, now a uh, privateer team will probably do it on about £300,000 and these factory teams will be spending just under a million pounds on two cars. But the privateers, because of the way they work the reverse grids and stuff like that, the privateer, well-driven privateer, can actually end up leading a race and could actually win a race and has been done in the past. Well, how do you cars compare nowadays when you was driving the Vauxhall? A big difference, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, we had some extremely technical cars back in the Super Touring era, but as I say, we were spending six times the money that uh, these guys are, so the cars were certainly six times more technical and they were a lot faster and they were very, very nervous cars to drive. These cars now from a cost point of view they're controlling them they're not allowed to test through the week they're not allowed to test other than at the start of the season and and it's all about controlling the costs and the economy has driven that down to to make it a sort of a nearly an achievable championship for a privateer to come in and win uh, right, many people <clears throat> don't think the tin top. How, what's a tin top? <laughs> Explain the tin top. <laughs> well, you have a single seater with no roof on it, and then the, the tin top is a saloon car. Basically, it's um, why I went uh, tin top racing years ago was that when it rains, you don't get wet, where in a single seater, you've got no lid on. That's all. Well, they say it's not as exciting in the late 80s or 90s. What's your opinion on that? I think it's different. I mean, you can't um, compare. It's a bit like Formula One saying that back in the days of Jim Clark and Jackie Stewart, that was much more exciting than it is today. I think times change. The cars change. The drivers change. I think we've got some really exciting young drivers. But unfortunately, in the, in the British Touring Car Championship, this is the first year ever where the current last year's champion hasn't been able to find a drive. He hasn't got enough money to run his own team. And he's not even in the championship. And also, for the first time ever, we do not have a foreign driver in the British Championship. So I would say that back in my era, 
Everyone in the world that drove a saloon car wanted to compete in the British Touring Car Championship. It was the pinnacle. It was it was just the most important championship to win. And having won it twice, it was a great honour. And I mean, to be honest, I was paid to do a job I would have done for nothing. Yeah. It was great fun. Yeah. Well, <coughs> well, you're still obviously heavily heavily involved with motorsport and providing the commentary for the World Touring Car Championship. Is there a big difference between the WRCC and the BTCC? Well, the British Touring Car Championship runs to very similar regulations to the World Touring Car Championship. This weekend, unfortunately, I'm not going to be at Knock Hill. I'm going to be in Germany commentating on the on the World Touring Car round there. But even it's struggling uh, financially. A lot of the, the big manufacturers have pulled out of, of multi-car teams. They've really only got two-car teams, or maybe in some case one team, one car. So the regulations are the same. So technically, the guys that race at Knock Hill this weekend could go and compete in the World Touring Car championship and that's the useful part of having common uh, parts common regulations that if, if you can race in Russia you can run race in Britain you can go and race in Italy and that was the whole concept behind touring cars that the, the, the regulations were such that allowed you to cross-border sell cars and also and uh, you'll go and race in other championships to gain experience right you going to give us a winner for this season's championship well, Jason Plato, I've raced against Jason for many, many years, and he's driving the Chevrolet. He currently leads the championship by about 20, uh, 14 points, I think it is. He's a hard competitor. He doesn't give up easily. He's got some young guns chasing him, some young kids, Tom Onslow Cole, uh, Gordon Shedden's a youngster, uh, Matt, uh, 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 Tom Chilton. Young guys, very hungry for a championship win uh, it would do their careers and their future careers a lot of good to, to, to win the championship it would be nice to see Gordon Shedden as a Scotsman win the championship again I think since Jim Clark I'm the only Scotsman ever to have won it so it would be good to see a, another Scot up there if I was putting money on it Plato, I think, would be, much as uh, I hate saying this, I think he's probably the guy likely to win the championship because when it gets right down and dirty, he's probably one of the dirtiest out there. He's got very wide elbows. He will make his car. He'll put it in places no one else will get past. Matt Neal, he's been up there. He's a double champion as well. He's not so far behind Plato in points. He's pretty capable. He's been around. He... Uh, he knows how to push and shove, so it could be a very, very interesting uh, nine races to go. And I think the, if the championship is won this weekend, uh, if the three races are won by different people, it keeps the championship going. And in most cases, this championship has gone right down to the very last round of, of each year for many, many years. It's not been won early on. So it'll be, you're asking who? I would say Plato. Right. Thanks very much, John. Thank you.